Hello, everyone. Welcome to the LegalSoft podcast. My name is Hamid Khan, president of and CEO of LegalSoft, and I am pleased to announce we have a great guest today, Stephen Azizi from Miracle Mile Law Firm. Welcome, Stephen. Thanks, Hamid. Uh, my name is Stephen Azizi. I'm the managing partner of Miracle Mile Law Group. Uh, my firm handles complex wrongful termination, uh, retaliation, sexual harassment cases all throughout California. Uh, we've been in business for about five years now. Great. Yeah. I remember when you guys started. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, me and my partner, Justin, in a really small office. Great, great. So tell me, Stephen, uh, I know employment uh, practice has been growing a lot in California, a lot of potential, a lot of firms are starting out. Tell me about some of the, I know we engaged working together, what, about three years ago or four years ago? Something? Yeah, about four years ago when we started working. So LegoSoft and myself were engaged with your firm. So I know you've gone through a lot of growth, a lot of challenges, and you've done a Great job of growing your practice in many different angles, from cases to staff and so forth. So tell me from the beginning, what were some of the challenges and what some of the success and the bumps in the road for you to expand your firm? Uh, well, as you know, Justin and I, my, my business partner, Justin Anastab, we started, um, well, I started right out of law school, uh, very little experience. Um, we started out with a small number of cases. But what, what I think what we lacked in experience, we made up for in, in our eagerness to work and do good work. Um, so I think the biggest challenge when we first started out, our first biggest challenge was, was experience and learning how to, to litigate. Uh, early on, we knew that we didn't want to just do employment law from a pre-litigation standpoint. I think we really wanted to gain a reputation as as uh, hardcore litigators and and really make change in the, in the field. So I think the biggest bump um, for us starting out was was gaining the experience. And how we overcame that was it was working with incredibly talented co-counsel, gain, gaining mentorship, um, working with people who are respected in the field, uh, letting our egos go, making sure that, you know, we're, we're never too good for even the smallest task. Um, and from there, we really flourished for, in terms of being able to to handle cases and handle a bigger caseload. But we started off very small with a small number of cases, uh, gave as much attention as t to them as we could, and um, from there we expanded. Right. Yeah, I remember our, some of our first meetings where it was very impressive that early on you guys recognized that you need a. a experienced legal mentor, which is the attorney that you're working with as a co-counsel, and being able to not only learning from him, working with him directly and closely and going to mediations, depositions, and so forth. And <clears throat> a lot of people, unfortunately, either don't recognize that or they recognize it and they don't do anything about it. And they feel like, oh, I can do it on my own. I learn on my own pace. And there's no mentorship. There is no co-counseling or anything. And it catches up with them later on. So you guys, right from the beginning, you're working with an amazing employment litigator who helped you in every aspect. And I'm sure you're still somewhat working with them. I'm a good friend. I think a big part of it is ego, uh, especially people who have their own firm or business owners in general. They, they uh, feel the need to do everything themselves or they feel like they know the answer to everything. Uh, and I, I think, especially in our profession, in the legal profession, that's that's a very toxic and poisonous mentality. Um, 
So we've we've held on to that as we've expanded with newer associates. I mean, now we're at seven associates, and the first thing I tell anybody when they first come into our firm is that there is zero ego in the in in the office. Uh, you can learn something from our intake department. You can learn something from uh, our legal assistants, paralegals, new associates who haven't been practicing as long as you or have been practicing longer than you. So. I learned early on that ego is is toxic, especially in the prof- professional field. And if you let that go, uh, your firm could expand and your knowledge will expand and, and results will follow. Great. I also know that you guys put a lot of emphasis on connecting with your client and not just treating it as a case, but as a person behind it and connecting to help the person and build a case, right? Absolutely. I, I, I think especially in employment law, which is a very contentious and relationship-based practice area, you need to believe in your client, right? Your client is the protagonist of the case. They are, they are the, the narrative. They start, the case starts with the plaintiff, ends with the plaintiff. Uh, So it's important. I mean, it, it trickles down to every area from the, from the first call, you know, each, our intakes call, intake calls can last 20 to 30 minutes up until the point where they were preparing them for a deposition. I know a lot of firms probably don't spend as much time preparing their plaintiffs for deposition as we do. I mean, we've had cases where we prepared plaintiff for over 25 hours just on a, on a deposition. Um, but those are what leads to bigger settlements. And if you believe in your client, uh, again, the results will follow. Wonderful. So how painful was the growth? Because I know you're in a sort of a market where finding associates is very difficult training the associates, also getting supported staff and admin staff and so forth. And that's the challenge for every firm. But you guys done a tremendous job in the past couple of years for your growth. Yeah, I, 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 I'm very proud of the team that we've, uh, we've put together. Um, growth is always going to be painful. I don't care if you're at two employees, five employees, 50 employees or a thousand. Growth is always painful. Um, what, what I think our our main objective was with with each new person that we hire is is making sure we invest the time to train them and give them and, and have them buy into our program, have them buy into our mindset. Um, again, like I told you, every, every time a new employee starts with us, I always give a speech to them about how there's no ego, um, and there's three main pillars to our firm, which is integrity, advocacy, and collaboration. As long as you work together, everybody's door is open. My door is open. From from our from our VAs all the way up to our attorneys to the managing partners, everybody's here to help. Um, and luckily, we've had we haven't had much turnover since we started. I think uh, we've kept that to a very low rate, and um, I think it has a lot to do with with collaboration in the work environment. Right. Uh, you mentioned VAs. For those of you who don't remember with the terminology, that's the legal virtual staff that you have. So I know at, at some point you engage with LegalSoft, providing you those services. So can you elaborate how that has started and how did it go and where you are with that? Yeah, I was really apprehensive about virtual assistance at the at the beginning. I mean, um, you don't have that face-to-face interaction as much as you do with in-house staff. But over the course of the last years, I think I've become very close to some of my VAs, my virtual assistants. I mean, Gus, he's been with me for four years now. Um, I I view him as as an integral part of my team. Um, what position do you have? He's an intake manager, so he he coordinates intakes. He works with you know our referring attorneys, uh, and he's done an amazing job of, of becoming an integral part of the team. But I mean, a, a virtual assistant, I I'm very um, 
I love them. I think they're an important part of our team. Uh, there are some growing pains with VAs, as, as there are with in-house staff in, as well. So um, VAs have really helped us expand the firm in a lot of different ways, especially with LegalSoft. Too. LegalSoft, I think VAs are are unique in the sense that they get um, feedback from, from two separate teams, which is our team and LegalSoft, and they, they get feedback. So um, I have nothing but good things to say about VAs. How many virtual staff do you have? I have about 10 now. Oh, wow. So, and they're spread through the firm from intake to document collection, I imagine. Correct, yes. We, we, some of them are used for intake. Some of them are used for demand writing, doc collection, and some basic general administration, administrative tasks. Great. Um, as far as the, the team environment, because I know as building your practice with the staff, you mentioned the virtual staff and the local staff and so forth, is that I know you always built incentive programs for the staff. Mm -hmm. So everybody sh sort of shares the pie and that keeps everybody engaged and dedicated and go above and beyond. So can you explain like how you, that a strategy work for you? Uh, of course. So from, from the, from the attorney level, attorneys, you know, get their base salary and they also work on commissions and, you know, the harder they work or the more they, they use strategy in their cases that lead to bigger settlements, the more, the more, um, compensation they'll receive. Um, intake is a little different. They're on a incentive-based program based on the number of cases they sign. Uh, paralegals and, and other staff, such as like our case managers, their their performance is based on you know how much support and how little on how much autonomy they can bring to the firm. Because that's always what I'm looking for. Is, is I understand that at some point when you start, there's always training wheels, but when can we take those training wheels off and when can you become autonomous? When are you the one that's bringing uh, things to the, to the attorney's attention? Um, are, you, are you bringing it to the attention before somebody else has to mention it? And the more, that, more the autonomy there is in the firm and the more I can trust somebody, that's how I base case managers and paralegals for success, essentially. Great. Uh, we talked about mentorship and so forth about the legal side. I know that you guys were also uh, working with myself and LegalSoft for, you know, operations and business development and expansions and like that too. By the way, I think you guys took it very well. You uh, took the instructions, implemented it, which uh, it makes any coach or mentor or whatever very proud when they, it becomes success, and I consider you guys are a major con uh, success in this industry, especially in employment in LA, uh, starting off you know with limited resources. So, can you elaborate some of that? How that helped you to um, be on the fast track? Yeah, I mean, I think it goes back to every level of the firm intake. Um, like attorneys shouldn't be doing the initial screeners. Like if if you just take on too many tasks yourself. It like well, look when you're one attorney or two attorneys and you have five cases, you could do that. You could do all the stuff in the firm, but I mean the goal is to increase your caseload, um, to train the new generation of attorneys, to give back. Uh, so I think what 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 Hamid, what you helped me with is essentially learning to to. And I'm a very neurotic and controlling individual. You guys probably know that. But to learning to let go and trusting other people. So I think that's the biggest thing I got from from legal software. I mean, in particular, is um, learning to trust other people. Yeah, and um, delegate the responsibilities and hold them accountable to it. So you don't have to be 
everything because I know you have several hundred cases right now and and it's growing very rapidly. Uh, so what's next for Miracle Mile? What's uh, where do you see the next year or two going? Uh, so right now we we we're looking to continue expanding the number of cases we take on. Um, we're also looking to maybe venture, and this is not this is not the the close future, but venture into different areas of, of employment law, such as clash action work. Um, we've been doing a lot more different types of cases. Uh, you know, t- I think the biggest thing for us is we just completed our first jury trial, which we got a verdict on, and uh, we'd like to gain that, build on that momentum and, and take more cases to jury trial. Yeah, congratulations on that. I, uh, I remember when you guys were going to, to the trial, and it's, uh, it's definitely experience. It is. It's fun. It's, it's stressful. It's, it's exciting. It's, uh, there's a lot on the line. And it pays off when you get a verdict. It pays off in, in you your favor. Yeah. <laughs> so that, that was a great. Um, what do you see, if any, what is going to be the strategy with AI implementation or AI within the legal industry? I know there's a lot going on about it and a lot of people are doing some things about it. So what's your view on AI for your employment? I think about AI a lot. I think AI could be an ex- exceptionally useful tool for a law firm. It's not going to replace lawyers and never no. will. Uh, you know, the legal legal field is a is an art, not a science. Uh, but what I think um, AI can assist attorneys with is a couple of different things. I think from from an intake level, AI could probably help uh, with communication between potential clients and intake teams. You know, follow ups like that stuff is redu- redundant redundant tasks that could be outsourced to AI uh, on a substantive level. I think it could help with, for example, basic communications, you know, getting, I think writing in general, it's a lot of times it's like spitting out information. The first draft of anything you do is spitting out information. And if you can use your AI as a tool to help you get that first draft, uh, it's useful. Um, but I think it needs to be regulated. Uh, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Like, I, I don't think it, I mean, it shouldn't replace attorneys. No, absolutely. I mean, you not. heard about I that agree. story in, in in New York, in New York, where yeah. that one attorney uh, had had his uh, Chat GBT do his motion work, <laughs> right? And and uh, cited to certain cases that didn't even exist, and yes. he was sanctioned. And he, you know that's sanctionable. You could lose your license for that. But I think AI could be an extremely valuable tool if you use it the right way. Um, there's a there's a several areas that LegalSoft is working because we have an AI development team. One of the first ones that we actually achieved is doing the pre-litigation demands with AI. But obviously, it needs to be reviewed and approved by attorney because it just all does the first drafts and preparations much faster than the local staff will do. But then it gets it ready for a quick revision by the attorney and the review and then putting it out. So the demand writing is definitely one AI uh, component. The second one is all the wage and hour calculation which is basically you're calculating, you know, how much uh, is the other party owes your client and so forth. And that's also AI calculations based on wage and hour. Yeah, look, if you could save 30 minutes an hour a day for each employee, you multiply that by, by 20 employees, you multiply that by how many hours a week, or how many hours a month, you, that's a substantial savings. So even if you save somebody 30 minutes to an hour every day on some redundant task, it's a win.
I'm sure we're going to be experimenting this with your firm for sure when it's ready. But you mentioned the intake. That's in our roadmap to do the AI intake. A document collection is an AI process to collect documents from employers, from uh, your clients and everybody, and then doing the demands. Uh, those are the definitely the first few steps that we are developing a system to be able to help our clients to reduce the cost and expedite the, the process of taking the Yeah, I mean, me and you talk about this all the time. In-house staff should only be doing substantive, uh, hardcore thinking work. Like if any any time, I always ask my staff, is there something way? Is there some more efficient way of doing this? Is there a tool on the market that I can use to to save you twenty minutes a day? Like for example, I, I one of my paralegals, we just started using this program called Esquire Tech. Yeah. I don't know if you know we've heard of it. It creates templates of of um of basic discovery, and it saved him thirty minutes a day. Thirty minutes a day times five days in a week. That's one hundred and fifty minutes. That's over two hours. That's two hours. I. Could that he's spending on doing something more substantive? Exactly, and that keeps increasing and increasing mm -hmm. because as the technology develops farther and farther, I think that twenty minutes is going to turn into hour per case or so forth, and you end up saving like three or four hours a day from a single staff, because basically the machine learning systems going to help do a lot of the template creations, document creations, creating the first drafts, following up with the clients, following up with the process. All of that's going to be AI. So, uh, but absolutely right. It needs to be regulated. It's never going to replace attorneys, but it can do everything up to that point. Yeah, it might replace some attorneys, but not. not yeah, most of us. transactional law attorneys is was the first target, which is I always said between, uh, you know, we just talked about this uh, immigration law, corporate formation, mm -hmm. bankruptcy, you know, estate planning, simple estate planning. This that the kind of a work that it will be replaced 100% with the AI. Yeah. Uh, at least 85% of the cases were uh, not litigation cases, all the pre-lead stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. Right, but uh, employment attorneys, you don't have to worry about being replaced with yeah. anything. <laughs> if anything, there is still a shortage of them. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. Steven, thank you for joining us today. Really appreciate you taking time from your busy day and joining us in LegalSoft and talking about your practice. And for those of you watching, if you want to follow us online, please do. And uh, we will have a lot more content to come. Thanks for having me, Amit.